All right. Well, hello, everybody. I'm Hal. And I'm Melanie. And we want to welcome you to another episode of Making Biblical Family Life Practical. It's been a while. It's been a long while because we have had, y'all, we've had a really rough winter. We've had some major, major health issues with our kids. Mm-hmm. And it has been... Mm, and our extended family a, as well. It's been a very stressful. It's Let's just say I spent a lot of time on the rare disease website. That's no fun. That is no fun. That's, and so, no. yeah, but we're back. We're back. And what we want to talk about is something that we've been talking about a lot as a family and in our churches and with our friends. And that is, what about online church? Well, you know what? Um, that That is that is a controversy. And... Um, I think it's one of the, you know, well, okay, it's, it's not so, a new thing. It's not a new thing, it's but new. when COVID happened last spring, mm-hmm. when we started the um, two mm-hmm. weeks to flatten the curve, right? Everybody right. said, "Well, if we can't meet, let's meet online." And you know, it was fantastic that that was available. That is one of the unexpected results of the pandemic because I think it really prompted a lot of churches. In, and small churches like the one we go to, to take the steps necessary to have an online presence, yeah, you know, I, to have their services online in a way that you know when when we were kids there were always there was always one or two churches in the market oh, sure, that yeah. had a television ministry or, or radio ministry or on radio, and so the idea that you have worship services being broadcast is not new, and I don't think the controversy is new. No. And it, because I remember growing up, people talking about, you know, there's all these folks who just sit at home. They never go into a church. They say, well, I go to church on TV. And, you know, and so the the, the, the question, the, the criticism, the concerns are nothing new. They're just amplified right now. Well, it's a lot bigger because a lot more people, a lot more churches mm-hmm. now have services online. Right. And a lot more people are taking advantage of them. And so let's just talk about it for a minute. Because, you know, there are fantastic things about have, about church being available online. It is great for shut-ins, people with serious health problems. You know, this winter, we had to miss a lot of church. We had a lot of seriously ill people that could not go. Mm-hmm. And I loved being able to log in. And, and to be there in real time with our church. And that is one of the big differences between the old um, televised sermons versus the online presences. Because now it actually can be interactive. Yes. You actually can interact, you know, th- depending on how it's managed. Like at, in our church, and we've got a very small church, and it's nothing complex. It's not, you know, really Hollywood or anything else. But there's somebody who is monitoring the chat window. And so if you've got a question, if you have a prayer request yeah. or whatever, you know, it's it's not like being there. But at the same time, you're not an isolated, you know, you're not out in the vacuum either. You're not just watching. And see, that's kind of the critical thing here. Mm-hmm. That church is not something you watch. It's something you're a part of. Well, you know, let's go back to what is what do the scriptures say? Well, the the verse that everybody goes to is in Hebrews chapter ten, in verse twenty five, where it says that um, that we should not be forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some. So this is not a new problem. Not a new, not a new problem. <laughs> as is yeah. the manner of some, but exhorting one another and do 
the, so much the more as you see the day approaching. You know, and that's, if you think, think through the... Time for me to look something up. Yeah. If you think through the New Testament, the church is always pictured as a gathering. Yeah. You know, that's, and they gathered in, this, in Solomon's portico in the temple, or they gathered in the homes of different people. You know, there were churches yes. that met in a designated home. You know, but it was never like um, everybody's sitting at home waiting for the courier to come with the scroll. <laughs> That has the 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 handwritten sermon that's going to be passed around from house to house. I mean, it's always in the sense of this is a gathering. We're coming together from house to house. We're breaking bread together. We're right, well, doing that's things. That's what I was looking up. Ah, okay. Acts, okay, Acts chapter two, where it uh, talks about mm-hmm. when the church really came together, right? Um, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, mm-hmm. in the breaking of bread and in prayers. And so we mm-hmm. see. That yes, listening to the doctrine and listening to the preaching is is a major part of it. That's a central part, but it's part. not all of it. No, it is not. No, because it's also mm-hmm. about fellowship and in breaking bread together and praying together, mm-hmm. and and so that's something that is a concern for a lot of church leaders and believers right now. Is there is a significant population who now says, oh, just log in. I'll just watch it on Facebook. I'll just um, watch the stream. And they're not engaging in the life of the church. I think that it's one of these things, like there's so many different examples you can pull together, where the thing itself is not a problem. It's the way that it's used and the heart attitude in the use of it. And so to say, you know, like in our situation where we had sickness in the house and we didn't want to share that with the family or we didn't want to be exposed to anything else while our immune system was depressed. You know, being able to join online was a way to stay involved with the fellowship and the, and the worship. Um, but it has to be more than just watching it happen. You know, we mm-hmm. need to be sharing our heart, our life, our mm-hmm. prayer needs with our brothers and sisters in Christ. We need to be interacting with them and learning what's going on in their lives so that we can pray for them. We need to be interacting with our church. Yeah. And, and that's something which some churches are really good, uh, are really good with it, and some churches are really poor with it. You know, I we've yeah. been we've been in we've been in both. We've been in both, you know, and I know the kind that I grew up in, and I know the kinds that we've sought out as adults, but well, our church now is very good about staying mm-hmm. in touch by email and by message and text message that you know people are checking on each other, mm-hmm. they're interacting with each other. But, you know, we've been to churches where the only interaction you had was the 15 minutes as everybody walked to their car after the service. And, yeah. I don't and, think that's right either. Well, that's the kind of church I grew up in. It was just everybody, everybody, you know, you shake hands with the pastor on the way out the door and then you get in your car and you go home. And you may or may not see anybody from the church for the rest of the week until next Sunday. And But, you know, that doesn't really f- fit what it's saying in Acts 2 either. You know, there's mm-hmm. supposed to be interaction and fellowship, mm-hmm. and and we need to strive for that, even when we can't meet together for some reason, mm-hmm. due to illness or, you know, providential hindrance. Mm-hmm. We need to be trying to be more than just um, consuming church. We need to be interacting with it, you know? Yeah, we should not just be an audience. We should be part we of should be it. We bo- should be part of a body of believers. That That's absolutely correct. So now, I would and, say definitely. You know, different churches yes. have handled this different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, so, 
one of our kids is kind of frustrated with his church because they're still masking all the time. Mm-hmm. They're not regularly meeting for fellowship much. Mm-hmm. And many people are attending online. And he's frustrated because he feels like the church has lost a lot of its interactive life. Well, it's just the fellowship has just dropped off yeah. precipitously um, through, through that. And, uh, and, but you know, other uh, one of our other adult children said we that their church... We have adult kids, so... Yeah, we've got... Yeah, and so... And they don't all live with us, and so they've got their own church communities yeah, yeah. in their, the town where they live. And one of them said that the way that they've managed it in his church is that... Um, it's not just a website. It's not just a Facebook group. You have to go get a link from one of the elders or the technical crew or whatever. Yeah. So, um, so if you can't come, you text somebody mm-hmm. and they send you the link. So, in other words, yeah. you you kind of have to say, "Hey, I'm, I need some help with this," and yeah. go out and you know be transparent like that. And it's it's harder to just lay back and say, oh, I want to sleep in today. Well, I'll yeah. just watch it with one eye open. And, you know, and, and that's, a, that's a problem. That yeah. is a problem when it's, when it's piped into our homes by whatever means that it's easy for us to, to slip in our not own really diligence, focus. not to focus, to say, Oh, I don't feel like getting up and getting dressed today or whatever. And that I think goes against the pattern that we see in the new Testament. Now, you know, when Paul says, or or the the writer to the Hebrews says, not to not to forsake assembling together. I don't think he's saying you can never be traveling, you can right. never be in on military duty, you can never be sick at home. Right. I mean, there are there are reasons that you may not be there that are not a matter of your own spiritual decline. But it needs to be not you're always absent. You know, right? Well, you know, one of our one of one of our other sons' churches, mm-hmm. they are broadcasting the service on Facebook, and he says it's been a good outreach that that they have gained new members from people who see it and watch it and say, you know, this this church has got something going on. I want to be there. And and that's something that I think maybe some of us who are um, can we say we're in the older generation yet? Because we got adult sure. kids, I guess. <laughs> some okay. of us who grew up. Prior to the internet explosion, um, I think that the younger generation is not as comfortable walking into a social situation cold. And far more so now. Right. Because you don't really know what the rules are. I feel that some, you know, I don't know when I walk in someplace whether this can be a place where everybody's going to require a mask or whether Mm -hmm. it's going to be a place where nobody's going to wear a mask, you know. Well, I mean, we've we found this with like homeschool support groups. When we started homeschooling, yeah. that was where you went to find information and to get encouragement and to ask questions. You found a group, typically a, a note card on the bulletin board at the library. And, and so you just said, well, I'm just going to walk into the stranger's house because they've invited me in. Oh, and now people would freak out about people that. People don't do that. The younger, the younger parents don't are not as comfortable doing that anymore. They want to see who you are online, on social media, and kind of see a little bit, am I comfortable with these people? What do these people stand for? What am I getting into? And unfortunately, that bleeds over into our church life too. And it so does. I think I think there is a point to say, you know what? Even if none of our congregation is joining the online services, 
having them out there online where other people can access them is a benefit to the church's outreach, as you say. Well, I remember when COVID hit, um, uh, a friend of a friend who's a pastor in Italy Mm -hmm. said that he was having way more downloads of his church service than had people who had ever darkened the door of his church. Mm. But there's a pretty high social cost in Italy to attending a Protestant church. And that was a way for people to kind of get their toes in the door. So, you so know? I'm curious what these people are about. Yeah, and, and maybe without, hear the gospel. Yeah. Okay. But, and so the answer may not be the same for every congregation. I don't think it is. Mm-hmm. For our sons who are at college, for their congregation, where um, like who it is, people are going to want to lay in their beds, then having somebody have to contact an elder or a deacon to, to get the link to the services probably was. Mm-hmm. You know, um, in the in the small town of South Carolina where the sun is that whose mm-hmm. church is on Facebook, yeah, that's probably just fine because you know the there's a strong ethos in that area that you get you get up and you get dressed and you go to church. Well, and, and I think also this okay, this is another one of those um, unexpected <laughs> benefits. You know, oh. one of our one of our episodes earlier we talked about dealing with stress or with stressful situations, and part of that was that exercise of thing, well, what are some, what can we say about this situation that might actually be encouraging? And so, well, what are five good things about the pandemic? Well, one of them I think might actually be that people are more sensitive to the fact that if I'm sick and I go to church, I might pass that along to people in the, in the congregation who can't deal with it. Oh, and I cannot tell you how thankful I am for that because I remember... We, we've always been the ones that got sick. Yeah. We've always well, been I the ones that I remember somebody coming up yeah. and giving me a great big hug. Yeah. A long, lingering hug. And then yes. saying, well, I got to run. All my kids are at home throwing up. Yay. Thank you. I wanted to weep. Yeah. Because I am so susceptible to stomach flu. When I get it, I get it bad for a long time. And right. how I just... But I do think that's a good thing, that people have come to recognize that they need to... They need to stay home when they're sick. And, and now they got, can join now, in online. Right. And now that makes it a little more easy to say, look, you are still participating. You are still involved in the teaching ministry and to whatever extent you can, the fellowship or the prayer ministry as well. And so I think that's a an unexpected positive that's come out of the situation. Absolutely. Um, and I, I think just like anything else, it needs to be handled with moderation and with wisdom, you know, that people need to decide, am mm. I truly providentially hindered or am I just lazy? <laughs> because we've, and, been, we've been in churches that were really, really strict about, you know, unless you are providentially hindered, that was what they always said, yeah. then you need to be here for the stated meetings of the church. Well, okay, I agree with that, except that some people hear that and they think, if I am not can drag up, my bloody and bruised body into church, if, I should be there. If I'm not like unconscious in the hospital, you know, if I haven't been thrown into jail, then I'm not hindered. You let's know? use some wisdom, folks. No, okay. let's use let's use some wisdom. Do and, not come and, to church if people in your house are throwing up. No, no, and so and so that you know, this does give you a little bit more opportunity to to show that kind of consideration. Yeah. Let's show love to one another and not share our illnesses. Yes. Um, and, and I think it's a real encouragement mm-hmm. to large families because, y'all, when our, when our kids were home, 
if somebody got sick, it would go through everybody step by step, and we might be have somebody in the house sick for two or three weeks. And so I think mm -hmm. this is great that now those large families can join in online while the sickness works their way through the through the kids and not be missing a month of church. Anyway, right. online church has some real pluses mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. but you gotta be cautious. It cannot substitute for face to face No. And, and so we do meetings of the body. So we really do encourage everybody. Be, be in attendance, find a church. I mean, that's, I know that's a hard thing to do when you're changing towns or moving from college to home or home to college yeah. or whatever, but find a church to be involved with it's worth and, it. and make friends and be involved in the fellowship of the church. And if you need to use the online service for whatever providential reason, that's the blessing that it's, that it's meant to be. And so... Yeah, so we, we want to encourage you to recognize it, it is a good thing. It is not an evil thing or a, a wonderful thing either way. It's yeah. just, it's a thing, and the way that we use it is the most important part of it. That's so, right. Okay. Well, look, hey, um, hand me my phone over there because okay. I was going to share. We are about to get back on the road, and yes. we will be going to some conferences well, very soon. Yes. And so let me, uh, let me pull okay, that up we'll there. Okay, we'll be in, at Patch in, Patch in Peoria. Yes. In about three weeks. Okay. And that's that, mid-March. That is coming up very quickly. Yes. Um, and then at the end of the month, we'll be at Teach Them Diligently Red Rock at the end of March. Red Rock. No. Red Red Rock, Texas. Round, Round Rock, Rock, Texas. Round Rock, Texas. Round Rock, Texas. Which is, which is near Austin. Yes. Okay. And so here, let me pull up the rest of these events here so we can say. We're going to um, be at FPA Florida. Orlando, Florida this summer? Yeah, and that's at the end of May here. Let me get the dates up here. Okay, okay. I also I've got too many windows open on my okay. phone. Okay. Okay. All so. right, so Patch, March 18th to 19th in Peoria. Mm -hmm. March 31st to April 2nd in Round Rock, Texas for Teaching Diligently. And we're, we're going to be, be online and the, in, in April at, at in Quebec. Yes. Then, then we're going to have Teaching Diligently in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, and that's going to be in the first weekend in in May. FPA at Florida in, in Orlando and HAV in Richmond, and then in uh, early June, and then in mid-June, Ocean Network in Oregon. Yeah, and so, and hopefully we'll add a few more things in there, but that's the schedule right now. And you can find out more if you go to our website at RaisingRealMen.com. You can also find our store there with all of our books and resources available. Yes, our subscription box is at craftsmancrate.com. Mm -hmm. And if you want us to stop and speak at your church, like you can see, we're going to be driving all over this year. And we love to stop and speak along the way at support groups and churches. Go to helenmelanie.com and you'll find out about our speaking. Mm -hmm. And if you'd like to comment or suggest a, a topic or, or give us any sort of feedback on this, you can call our listener our listener response line. That's at 919-295-0321. Okay. So look, we do appreciate you joining us. Um, until next time, I'm Hal. And I'm Melanie. All right. Thanks for listening. Bye y'all. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Making Biblical Family Life Practical with Hal and Melanie Young. If you found this program interesting, challenging, and encouraging, why not join us on the web? at halandmelanie.com that's h-a-l-a-n-d-m-e-l-a-n-i-e.com or follow us on social media you can find us on facebook at facebook slash halandmelanie or facebook.com slash 
Raising Real Men. This program is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Join us next week when we'll be back to talk about making biblical family life practical. Until then, thank you and God bless you for listening.